My family spent 20 years on the run, fleeing from threats I still struggle to fully comprehend. There's people out there that want to do us harm. We got a phone call saying that your father's thugs were coming to break my legs. Run, Hide, Repeat, the unbelievable true story of a fugitive family and the unimaginable truth of what we were running from. Available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Damon Fairless. Well, look out world, here it comes. ChatGPT can now see, hear, and speak. Essays, philosophical questions, even therapy. ChatGPT is a computer program that will write whatever you want quickly and convincingly, and with better grammar than a grade school teacher. When OpenAI released its wildly popular ChatGPT last November, it made the science fiction version of artificial intelligence seem very, very real. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Suddenly, anyone with a Wi-Fi connection had an endless source of knowledge right at their fingertips in a convenient open-source chatbot. Nothing was off-limits. You name it. University entrance exams, cover letters, novels, computer code. And the team at OpenAI, headed by Sam Altman, promised that artificial general intelligence, AI that can complete any task a human can, was on the horizon. This will be the the greatest technology humanity has yet developed. We can all have an incredible educator in our pocket that's customized for us, that helps us learn, that helps us do what we want. From the start, though, Sam Altman and his team promised that they could do it all safely. So when the research team signed a multi-billion dollar deal with Microsoft, they put in safeguards, namely a nonprofit board whose goal is to make sure that safety came before profit. Last Friday, that board sacked Sam Altman in the biggest tech shakeup since Apple fired Steve Jobs. So did the brakes just fly off the world's leading AI developers? And what does this mean for the future of this controversial technology? Stephen Levy is the editor-at-large of Wired, and he's here with me now to talk about it. Hey, Stephen, thanks for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. All right, so I want to start with the board that turned OpenAI upside down. Basically, as I understand, their job was to make sure that uh, OpenAI stayed true to its mission. So what exactly is that mission? The mission is, is quite crisp. It's to build artificial general intelligence, meaning uh, to make computers smarter, smarter than human beings and be able to do all the things humans do intellectually and uh, do it in a safe way. Uh, and that's how the company started as a nonprofit. And technically, it remained a nonprofit uh, while creating a for-profit wing, which encompassed virtually the whole company, but still governed by that same nonprofit board. So what do we know about the, the board? Like, who's on it? And, and I guess beyond that, what do, what do they believe in? Well, there are a couple of people who are peripherally involved with this movement called effective altruism. And one of the aspects of that movement was a fear that, Artificial intelligence could be dangerous to mm. human beings, uh, which you would think would be in alignment with the original value of OpenAI. Um, and folks didn't really know too much about the board. They didn't pay much attention to the board mm. until last Friday. The board uh, shocked everyone by firing 
the CEO in the face of OpenAI, Sam Altman. And I want to get into that in just in a sec, but I guess before I do that, you know, there are the, you know, roughly these kind of two ideological camps, the, the, the belief that we've got to keep AI constrained, safe, uh, take it slow. And then there's this other camp that we just need to move fast and break things in the parlance of Silicon Valley, I guess. Can you kind of give me a concrete sense of what those two different forms of AI might look like? Like what, what's, what's the fear here? Well, I, I think no one would really say that uh, OpenAI was in the move fast and break things uh, uh, camp. Basically, safety was part of the mission. Um, you know, but there's a question of how aggressively they pursued that safety part of the mission um, by commercializing the technology and competing with other companies that were also developing AI. So uh, there was a tension because. OpenAI started as this nonprofit company, and then uh, just to keep the servers running and you know can provide the infrastructure so they could uh, run the very expensive models right. that, that they run, that they had to put themselves into the commercial realm. Um, so, and then again, that wasn't the stated reason why the board fired Sam Altman. It was because they said that uh, he had consistently had a lack of candor to his relationship with them and his interactions with them. Hmm. So, you know, it still is not 100% clear that that tension, which did exist in the company, you know, like I wrote about it a lot in um, the October issue of Wired, I did a big cover story on OpenAI, but it wasn't, still is not 100% clear how much that had to do with this particular firing, which triggered all of these you know, consequences and um, complications that people are still dealing with today. Right. And so, as you say, I don't think we have much insight yet into the exact reason the board fired Altman, right? Yeah, they gave a reason, but they didn't give any examples. OpenAI's board said it no longer had confidence in his leadership. The reason given, he was not consistently candid in his communications with the board. But there has been growing and uh, Satya Nadella, you know, just yesterday um, was, you know, uh, gave a couple interviews. We said, I have not been told about anything. I, you know, they published internally at OpenAI that uh, there is not that the board has not talked about anything that Sam did other than some breakdown in communications. And I, you know, I've not directly was told by anyone from their board about any issues. And so therefore, I remain. Microsoft owns 49 percent of the for-profit part of OpenAI, mm-hmm. you know, the part that's worth uh, supposedly $80 billion, right. right? So you think they'd say, by the way, you know, Sacha, you know, we're the board, and here's the details of why we got rid of Sam. Um, I think the board is saying that uh, for privacy reasons, our lawyers say we can't say this, mm-hmm. um, but I could tell you that very few people, if any, of the people who aren't on the board uh, at OpenAI know concrete examples of why the board did this. Okay, so there's a lot we don't know. And I think above that too, there's this, I, I find it difficult to get a sense of what's Sam Altman himself, please. So, so I guess I'm trying to get my head around something I, I was hoping you could help with. We've got Sam Altman appearing before Congress in May. He's asking lawmakers to regulate AI. My worst fears are that we cause significant 
we, the field, the technology, the industry, cause significant harm to the world. Uh, I think that could happen in a lot of different ways. It's why we started the company. Um, it's a big part of why I'm here today. And then he also says that OpenAI would actually consider pulling out of the EU if it can't comply with their regulations. So where where, where is he? Well, you know, I mean, there's some dispute about that statement, you mm-hmm. know, which he made an appearance on this world tour he made, you know, talking to world leaders and regulators and uh, developers and, you know, you know, just curious people. And, you know, uh, he walked that back a little. Um, you know, uh, it's been pointed out pretty widely that, you know, not only Sam, but any of these tech leaders saying, you know, regulate us, um, when it comes down to the details, the the regulation they want, uh, would constrain other people from some measures that they've already decided unilaterally to pursue. You know, you have to be cautious when any tech leader says, you know, uh, like regulate us, whether they're using that as a way to frustrate competition, Mm. you know, uh, they can't afford to do that, but there is, you know, some element, again, that's part of the mission to do it safely and, you know, working under uh, a regulatory framework, which prevents abuse of the technology Mm. is consistent with that mission. So, you know, um, you have to regard that somewhat skeptically, but not rule it out as a total sham. Stephen, you, you spent some time with Sam Altman. What's he like? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've known Sam for like 17 years, mm-hmm. right? So, um, uh, you know, I kind of followed his career from the time he was a young, you know, founder of a, of a startup. Um, you know, I know Sam. Yeah, I mean, he's a very thoughtful person. There's a, a just inside, there's in, it's an internal combustion furnace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going full time to do big things in technology. He believes that big leaps in technology um, are what is going to make the world a better place uh, for humanity, solve all our problems. And the biggest of those is artificial intelligence. So when this opportunity came up, he told me that he could have a say on how artificial intelligence can change humanity and the future of humanity. He wanted to be part of it um, and also to do it safely. Uh, but, you know, I spent a lot of time in open AI. They're very much committed to building safe artificial intelligence, but they're more excited when they talk about like artificial intelligence being super intelligent than they are about the details about making it safe. If we're successful in what we're trying to do, if we really do make super intelligence. Um, it is true that a lot of jobs can be done by the AI for almost no cost, but that also means the cost of goods and services just plummets. And the, like, I think we have to be ready for a world where, you know, global GDP goes up like 50% a year for a couple of decades, something like almost unimaginable. There will be less jobs, but the amount of like global wealth, um, will just skyrocket. Yeah. The science fiction books they read, um, you know, when they were teenagers, um, are still on their shelves and probably well-thumbed, and they say, I want to be part of that.
My name is Rudy Kelly, and I am an herb original. I am chief. My dad was a great chief of the Simshen Nation, beloved by his people. But at home, with his family, he brought anger and pain. He told me that to succeed, I would have to leave everything behind. Now I'm on a journey to find out who and what my dad really was. The Herb Original is an all-new CBC podcast, available now. I think we made it clear that we 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 just really don't know what's going on here in terms of this this shakeup with Sam Altman's firing. But I guess I guess I'm going to ask you to speculate a, a little bit. If, if we you know take it as a given that the board's mission was to put safety before profits or to put guardrails on the development of these these uh, artificial intelligence systems, do, do you care to speculate what went? wrong what happened what the board is saying you know as they said in corporate speak sam lied to us they have since made it clear that he wasn't talking about some you know personal misbehavior um uh or some financial skullduggery he wasn't embezzling <laughs> but more like he was doing things and, and things were happening in the company you know that he was getting in motion presumably that uh he, he misrepresented to the board or, or withheld from the board and he lost their trust because of that. And they felt that in order to do the mission of building AI safely, um, he was not a person that they trusted to run the company to fulfill that mission. Therefore, he had to go. I think the board was taken aback at the degree to which um, the company freaked out at that mm. Um, and I'm sure that they didn't take kindly to the letter that went out, um, that over 95% of all the employees or 770 employees and over 700 people signed a thing saying, Hey, we want you to resign board. We don't trust you. Um, and furthermore, we want you to, before you leave, um, reinstate Sam and Greg Brockman, um, who was the president, and we want you to reinstate both of them and then leave. Don't, you know, slam the door on your way out. Um, uh, the board has not done that. The board is still sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think waiting for this to blow over, maybe uh, over optimistically. Yeah, and I want to come back to this to see 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 if it's possible to actually blow over this. But but before I do, I just want to just want to ask one more question. So, is it your sense like when the when the board is saying that they weren't happy with how Sam Altman was communicating with them? Is it is it your sense that Sam wanted to push the development of AI faster and harder than they were comfortable with, and that's what what, what that uh, communication breakdown was, or? Well, here's here's a, a wild card that some people have seized as part of the grand scheme, um, and it may well have figured into it somehow, is that uh, a little before all this happened, in one of his many you know, interviews on stage, uh-huh. Sam said... Like four times now in the history of OpenAI, the, the most recent time was just in the last couple of weeks. I've gotten to be in the room um, when we sort of like push the front, the sort of the veil of ignorance back and the frontier of discovery forward and getting to do that is like the professional honor of a lifetime so that's just and he didn't say what it was and some people have speculated that it is like the giant breakthrough that must be restrained right Mm. Uh, otherwise it has 
dangerous consequences. Um, and maybe he wasn't honest to the board about what he was going to do with it or how fast OpenAI was going to develop it or, or whatever, that um, that was a tipping point for them. Um, there's no indication that that's the case, but it is, you know, something that may have had something to do with it. Um, I think this is like going to be the greatest leap forward that we've had yet far, yet so far, and the greatest leap forward of any of the, of the big technological revolutions we've had so far. So one of the people who seem to want to slow things down is Ilya Sitzkiver. He's OpenAI's chief scientist and a board member, and he reportedly led the push to oust Sam Altman. But then on Monday, I guess he tweeted that he regretted his actions and he wants to, quote unquote, reunite the company. So, Stephen, is there is there any hope of that, of getting the band back together? Or is that uh, horse left the barn? Well... You know, this is a weird part of the drama because Ilya, Ilya in a way, is sort of, in a technical sense, the heart of the company. He's a, 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 a famed AI researcher, um, you know, is involved in, you know, a, a couple of the, you know, key breakthroughs in, you know, the recent evolution of AI, which brought us, mm-hmm. you know, to this point. Um, and, you know, a very passionate believer of AGI that you know, the, the, the company's doing, but he's also very concerned about safety. Yeah, I mean, we definitely will be able to create completely autonomous beings with their own goals. And it will be very important, especially as these beings become much smarter than humans. It's going to be important to to have these beings the goals of these beings be aligned with our goals. For whatever reason, maybe because of that, or maybe he was convinced, uh, as uh, those other board members were, that Sam had not been dealing honestly. You know, he was the one person who worked for the company that joined these other three outside board members Hmm. in firing Sam Walton. He was the Judas, of, right. if you will, of you know uh, OpenAI, um, and then you know a few days later uh, he did as you say a 180 mm. and said, "I really regret doing this." Yeah. And now I'm signing my name to this letter saying, you know, the board is incompetent; they have to resign, and if they don't, I might go to Microsoft where Sam Altman and Greg Brockman have already said they're going. Right. Okay, so I, I kind of want to pull pull back a, kind of a high-altitude view here. And, and, and so beyond the machinations of this, you know, really quite dramatic uh, corporate drama that, that we're, I guess, uh, witnessing, th- th- there's this bigger question, right, and that, that kind of where money comes into it. So this has been running as a not-for-profit, company or that it was founded that way. And then there's this, this arm of it that is for profit. But if Altman and a lot of former OpenAI employees go over to Microsoft or find a home at some place that is interested in profiting from the development of AI, I guess that the big question is, you know, at, at the end of this, however things shake down, do you think that a company whose main mission is to make money can safely usher in 
artificial intelligence. Well, interestingly, the premise of OpenAI when they started, and I interviewed Sam Altman and Elon Musk, you know, uh, as they were launching, um, they made it very clear that the whole premise of the company is that the answer is no. You know, the answer is that a, a, a for-profit company, uh, you know, can't be trusted with this powerful technology. And that's why they started OpenAI as a counterweight to that. So if Sam Altman, you know, brings his team to Microsoft, which is an unabashedly for-profit company, mm-hmm. it answers to, sh- the, to a board, which answers the shareholders, right? You know, mm-hmm. in theory, Microsoft's board can be displaced. Um, uh, then, you know, the whole premise is, is blown up. So there's still a mystery here, though, right? Yeah. Well, the first mystery is what was what were the actual reasons, the the examples, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the justification uh, rather than the high level description of why the board fired Sam. Why why did Ilya Zutskever, who was a co-founder of the company, recruited personally by Sam Altman <laughs> in the very beginning, why did he join in that? What were his underlying concerns, if there were any, and what made him change his mind? <laughs> and in the larger sense, what does this mean for the development of artificial intelligence? Yeah. I think that's the biggest question of all. Um, you know, uh, we are have been having this debate ever since ChatGPT was released by OpenAI like a year ago. Uh, it thrust the whole world into the debate of what is this technology? What does it mean for humanity? Can it be done safely? Um, uh, Who's going to profit? Is this going to work against this? Are we going to lose jobs? And it depended on how much trust we had on the people who developed it. Obviously, it's going to be more dangerous to us if it's developed by untrustworthy uh, people, if uh, it's put into the hands of untrustworthy people, and the precariousness of the leading company developing it underlined how dangerous this time is. All right, Stephen, thanks so much. I really appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Thanks, Sam. That's all for today. I'm Damon Fairless. Thanks for listening to FrontBurner, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.